The ESPN San Antonio Audio Vault is powered by AA Best Bail Bonds. 210-225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Down for the count with Brandon Medina and Dan Cialana. Children of all ages, ESPN San Antonio proudly brings to you the best show in the world. This is Down for the Count. My name is Brandon Big Poppy Medina. I thought we changed it up a little bit. New New Year, new me, right, Dan? Exactly. exactly. And you know, and you know what? what? First of all, Pledger, you need to mute that Mac microphone. Because I know I didn't do any magic mushrooms before today's show. I got to do that when I work at KTSA radio, you know, I deal with all that conservative crap. Pledger, there we go. Oh, that's better. I hate COVID. What a year it has already been. I hate COVID. Hey, Brandon, can you hear me through this mask? We're both wearing masks. I'm trying to be good here at the radio station. And we're it, both wearing masks. We're both, I think all of us are wearing masks. A little bit more accepted. Wait a minute. But wait, hold on. Wait, isn't it 2021? Wasn't everything yes, supposed to be different this year? No. Okay. Wrong. Okay. And if you're you're missing out on ESPN Facebook page, you can see all of us in our beautiful masks. Brandon's got a Lucha Libre mask. Lucha, Lucha. I got, a Vince, that, Man. I got a Vince Not- McMahon mask, pal. And Not only that, Dan. Yes. Oh, you got a you got a championship belt. Also the AEW champion, baby. AEW champion. Oh my God. You know what? And you're just missing out if you're not on our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash something. ESPN San Antonio. I don't know. What is it, Pledger? I haven't been in studio in a long time. Which one are you trying to get out? I'm traumatized. Okay, I'm trying to get out the ESPN Facebook. I'm traumatized because I think Pledger, the last time I was here. ESPN San Antonio? Yeah, search for that. Go ahead. Facebook.com forward slash ESPN San Antonio. Well, Pledger and Brandon, you know, I'm going to take off my mask too. Hold on. Let's get let's so get we're serious. All just taking our masks let's off. Let's just get serious. We're taking now. it all oh, off. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Because the Brandon, big reveal. Brandon and Pledger. I think the last time I was here in studio, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Pledger. Was that the night that I that we were having technical problems, and I actually just literally grabbed the, my laptop and ran in and, here screaming? Well, first I ran down the hall as if that was supposed to help, and then right. I ran into your studio, and then I had to go to the bathroom. Ah! Yeah, it was it was good times, but but it's it's a new year, new year, new us. Probably same old us, but Brandon, let me start off the show here with some pop quiz, a, a pop quiz, a wrestling pop quiz for wow. James Pledger. Now, okay. Brandon, you know pop quiz, pop sucker. quiz for James Pledger. You know, you and I, Brandon, big wrestling fans. Pledger right. probably more of a casual fan. Yeah, right. Okay, that's so Pledger. That sounds legit. Got a pop quiz for you. Okay. Which WWE Hall of Famer yesterday? Inspired his fans to try to overthrow the federal government. Wow. We'll do a multiple choice, okay? Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. I don't need a multiple choice. choice. I don't multiple need choice? I don't they give you multiple choice just to make. Was it Hulk Hogan? Okay. Close. Coco Beware. Ooh. Donald Trump. Or was it Jeff Jarrett? Which one of those WWE Hall wow. of Famers tried to get his fans to overthrow the federal government yesterday? Okay. I know it's hard. Well, the Hulkster is Mr. America. Yeah. Right. So he Only probably except overthrow. for when he went to the NWO, but that's right. a different Hulk. So he probably wouldn't overthrow. He want to overthrow the federal government. Yeah. Uh, so no, one no. Hulk. Um, Coco Beware, you know, he's got some 
He's got some radical views, you know he what I'm saying? Does. That that one's intriguing you never know. to me. You never know. Uh I didn't quite catch the third one. I only heard was Donald Trump. And then yeah. uh the Jeff fourth Jarrett, one, Double J Jeff Jarrett. He's been here. Who at ESPN. We, we tried to get him to hit us with a, a guitar. No, he wanted no, no, he didn't want to hit you with a guitar. He wanted to overthrow the federal government. If that's oh, your guess. Was that Are you it? saying Jeff Jarrett was the Hall of Famer who tried to was get his fans to overthrow the, one the federal who government? Tried to take a guitar to the Capitol building, you're saying? I think wow. so. Hmm. I'm going to go with option C. Donald Trump. It was Donald Trump. Donald Trump, WWE <laughs> Hall of Famer. You know, I think, you know, I, I don't know. I know we don't get real political here. I know we're not By supposed the way, to. Did you notice all yes. the. Um, I'm. I'm just going to say the trouble people were having with Capitol and Capitol. Hey, I was one of those people, too. Oh, you were? Oh, yeah. I'm you know, and sorry like, to call you out like do, that. Now, Brandon, do you think Donald Trump will be remembered more for for being a, a horrible fascist president who tried to overthrow the government or for being a WWE Hall of Famer who brought us WrestleMania 4 and 5 at Trump Plaza? I, I don't know. I'm kind of trying to, like, I don't know. It is not only that, Dan. Yeah. The third option, he yes. is the only president to take a Stone Cold Stunner as well. So just right. ticking all the boxes. Stone Cold should have finished him off. You know what I'm saying? That's some kind of oops. Oops. Hall the of Fame. Has been opened. Okay, you know, and, and since we're going down a dark road, guys, a few weeks ago, I was worried that Trump was going to die from COVID, and I was actually wondering. What do we do if Trump dies of COVID with our wrestling show? Because Trump is a big part of wrestling. You know, and I was disappointed that he didn't die of COVID, so and we didn't get to talk about it. So anyway. However, I'm sorry, Brad. I'm sorry, I'm ruining the show already. Losing fans. Go eight, ahead. 2021 Dan's resolution. I'll find $10 an hour job. Is, Go ahead. Dan's resolution is Not a joke. to just be Dan Cialana this year. I'm going to be it. me. We love the same old Dan. But we have a great show, Brandon. We got some great guests tonight. Oh, we my do. God. Who do we have, man? What do we have? We're going to talk to, speaking of Hall of Famers who did not try to overthrow the government yesterday, Jimmy oh, Hart. Yeah. We'll talk to the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, tonight. Uh, carries a megaphone, not a guitar. Well, I'm sure he's carried some guitars at times, but carries a megaphone. Good guy. We'll also talk to Denise Salceda from Instinct Culture. You'll love her, Brandon. Both of you will love her. She's great. A lot of energy. She might take over the show. We might. We could actually leave Denise on by herself and walk out. And I think Denise can actually take over the show for the next hour. So it could be a great Perfect. show. It's a great year to, to watch wrestling. It's probably not a great year to watch anything else. No, no. Absolutely. You Including know, Dan, our own lives. It's a, it's, a, it's a new year, obviously, with uh, some new storylines, including some old ass wrestlers like normal we are bringing back the one the only your favorite wrestler of all time mr bill goldberg is now going to be fighting at the royal rumble against drew mcintyre dan how excited are you to see the best wrestler that your generation had to offer my generation he's about 50 years old uh i i don't know i i think goldberg mm, not too excited i mean it, you know, Goldberg is kind of like, you know what Goldberg is. Goldberg is one of those relatives or friends that you only want to see once a year. You know, right. you have a good time. You, you talk about, the, you think about the old times, but you really don't want to see him every week. So we haven't seen Goldberg for a while. I think I can, I can deal with one Goldberg match. I can suspend my disbelief for one match and watch Goldberg pretend to have any kind of shot at beating up Drew McIntyre. I think even I can do that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, we had... 
an incredible NXT and incredible AEW yesterday. Dan, which one were you watching yesterday? Well, I actually didn't watch any of those yesterday. I was watching Kufefe, but this morning I actually got a chance to catch up on AEW Dynamite and NXT, and I thought they were both great shows. Uh, I think my constant complaint about NXT is that it's it's not bad. It's not bad. It, it's it's a good. It's a good. It's a good show. It's a good wrestling show. But nothing happens on NXT Takeover or NXT Weekly Show that you. You you like oh I missed it oh crap but on AEW yeah. on Dynamite there's things that you could miss there's always moments where it's like damn did you see that the internet is always buzzing about AEW Dynamite they're not buzzing about NXT right. which one did you watch I, right I, I watched AEW I watched AEW just to get away from the world for a second after yesterday yeah yeah just to get away for a little bit I did watch. Um, however, I stayed up to like one watching, uh, the Senate gather together, which was crazy as well. Um, but I know with AEW, if you were caught up in the craziness of this coup attempt and stuff like that, you're caught up in that, you know, the coup uh, attempts, <laughs> you might, you this might was have supposed missed. to be our year. This was supposed to be our year. <laughs> you missed Mr. Snoop Dogg, D-O-double-G. Yeah, appearing on AEW Dynamite. Uh, that'll put some butts in seats, right? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Did you see that five-star frog splash? I was scared. Okay, Snoop Dogg. I don't know if you saw this pleasure. Snoop Dogg jumped off the top rope, and I thought the guy was about to break his knees. Snoop Dogg yeah. ain't as young as he used to be. And you know what? Let, let me tell you something. Like I'm not one to talk about someone being out of shape. Snoop Dogg is always looking a little funky. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he doesn't exactly take care of his body. In the best way you know i don't know how much cardio he's doing when he's smoking eight pounds of weed per day and i was actually genuinely frightened and scared that snoop dogg would injure himself right there in AEW, only to just go on there and promote whatever dumbass show that he's promoting that he's doing with cody rhodes that i'm not going to watch anyway because i don't give a crap here's the thing Dan. this isn't here's 1991 i don't care if here's snoop the... dogg's on my tv here's the thing dan i do care obviously we we almost we almost lost dr dre this year as well and then we forgot um, about dre yeah so <laughs> we forgot about dre and you know and, i cannot uh, believe dan Cialata just made this comment right now in 2021 i know the whitest brown guy in the world yeah okay robert silver reminded us on facebook that uh it's hall of famer snoop yeah. dog oh by the way okay did he try to overthrow the government yesterday no okay no, i want to make sure because all these hall of famers just want to overthrow the government i know does WWE he have white supremacist fans WWE clearly just really wants to stir the pot with their Hall of Famers these days, Dan. By the way, James Pledger, producer, stirring the pot by calling our show The Blitz on Facebook right now. How about that? How about that? This That's isn't The Blitz. About. It's the not Blitz. The Blitz. Change this it over. is Down for the Count. You can follow oh me on God. Twitter at Big Poppy Brandon M. You can follow Dan Silana at Dan for the there Count. We got to bring Denise in here. So get us out of trouble. Yeah, no kidding. But hey, before we do, Dan, uh -oh. before we do, before we do, AEW, the Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson, right, make an appearance. Did this excite you? Do you now care about them? Are you indifferent? What was your initial reaction? I thought it was pretty cool to see uh, a tag team that I recognize from WWE that's now in Impact Wrestling, tag team champions, the Good Brothers, invading AEW. I think it, it was cool because it kind of set it, set the tone for 2021. 
that there's going to be more cooperation between AEW and Impact Wrestling, maybe other companies as well. So I thought that was pretty cool. I think it's a good sign of things to come. Okay, fair enough. I know for sure for me, it was cool to see kind of all the the Bullet Club members, if you will, get together, do the two sweet. Uh, Couldn't call them Bullet Club, though. I think Jericho said that, like, they were in the clubhouse, wink, wink. You know, Bullet Club is, uh, I I assume, trademarked by another organization. But it was cool to see, like, the reunion of of the Bullet Club, kind of a reunion of the Bullet Club at the end of AEW Dynamite last night. Yeah, absolutely. And I know, obviously, uh, we're going to go to break and bring on our special guest, Denise Salcedo. But before we do, Dan, also, I don't know if you saw, if you did not, Dan, definitely please go do yourself a favor. And if you're a wrestling fan listening on Facebook Live, on your radio, wherever you are listening, thank you for listening first and foremost. But if you miss New Japan's Wrestle oh, yeah. Kingdom, two nights that of that. Was- incredible and i actually brandon i actually watched a little bit of it i haven't finished watching wrestle kingdom uh i won't ask about your situation but i'll say i logged in with some credentials now you probably just found wrestle kingdom just somewhere no on on the dark web or something like that i don't know because you're allergic to to buying pay-per-views it's like it's like you will melt like like the witch of the wizard of oz if you have to buy a pay-per-view you know i mean you're like you're like so against it Here's my thing, Dan. So what's your thing? Year, if you notice, I bought a house. I feel like I have the opportunity okay. now to kind of be a little bit more frugal with some finances and find ways around. So I think you can give me a pass. We got to get all that year. Disney, ABC, ESPN money to funnel down here, trickle down to this station. Yeah, not God much forbid. is coming down the pipe, though, Dan. <laughs> it's yeah, radio. I know. I love everybody wants to be in media till you're in media, Dan. That's the advice that you get. However, Don't do it. <laughs> we are blessed to be talking wrestling on ESPN San Antonio. Thank you guys for listening. This is Down for the Count on ESPN San Antonio, 94.5 FM, 1250 AM, and on the go at ESPNSA.com slash wrestling. Don't think that I'm coming out here and I'm demanding anything by any stretch. Don't think that I'm coming and posing a threat. No, sir, I am coming to challenge you. And that at the Royal Rumble. All right, I didn't expect any of that. That's not what I said. I think you're trying to get inside my head. Everyone over there, including you, knows Drew McIntyre is all about respect. I'm going to put it bluntly. Think about yourself 20 years ago. That big, indestructible monster full of and vinegar taking everybody out. Think back, that's not you now. You couldn't be that guy. You couldn't beat me. Honestly, fighting you would be like fighting my own dad, mate. That's a thing that happened on Monday Night Raw. And then it awkwardly just cut to uh, straight up Steve Austin show, which was weird. Speaking of awkwardly cutting in, I'm Dangerous Dan Cialana, here with my tag team partner, Brandon Big Poppy Medina, James Pledger, running the gorilla position. This is Down for the Count, your wrestling show, ESPN San Antonio. And right now, Brandon, we'll talk to someone who I think has actually had the pleasure, question mark, of meeting Bill Goldberg. I know she's met a lot of wrestlers. Big wrestling fan from InstinctCulture.com, Denise Salcedo. Hey, how you doing? What's up, guys? I'm so glad to be on. We're glad to have you here. Now, have you ever met Goldberg? I think I saw a video of you and Goldberg. 
Yeah, I actually got a chance to uh, interview Goldberg when they did the SmackDown 20th anniversary blue carpet over in downtown Los Angeles when they were moving over to Fox. And it was really cool. You know, he just kind of came up to me, was like, hey, Denise, shook my hand. We did the interview and it was pretty awesome. Nice. Now, now, Denise, I think you also watched a little bit of Wrestle Kingdom last weekend, did you? Because our, our friend Brandon here uh, will watch. Maybe if you can give him your password and log in because Brandon won't won't actually pay for pay-per-views. Did you see any of that New Japan pay-per-view last weekend? I actually did. I definitely did. I loved it. I thought it was a pretty great show that had some of my uh, favorite matches, um, but definitely my favorite match from Wrestle Kingdom by far was Kazuchika Okada versus Will Ospreay. I just thought it was phenomenal, and they really put on a lot of really good matches. I think the matches that you expected to be good uh, were good. You know, the Naito Kota Ibushi match, Jay White Kota Ibushi, uh, Jeff Cobb to uh, Shingo as well. I mean, they put on a really great show. Yeah, and Denise, you know, this is Brandon obviously talking about Wrestle Kingdom. Do you ever imagine that we're going to see some of those athletes jump ship to AEW soon in the future or at least collaborate like, you know, Impact has done currently? You know, it's funny because for a while I was really just like, this is never going to happen because New Japan Pro Wrestling is very, you know, they run things a lot differently over there. And so loyalty is something that is big in Japan, and we've known this. But then when we started seeing those teases of New Japan stuff in AEW, I started kind of thinking, like, what if this is a possibility? I feel that lately anything has been happening and I wouldn't be surprised if we no actually correct I'm gonna lie there I'm lying I would be very surprised to see a react <laughs> uh, a collaboration between AEW and New Japan even though I know a lot of people suspect it I would still be very surprised right and I think you know you as a public figure in in wrestling culture especially on Twitter I see you all the time whenever we talk about New Japan pro wrestling who would you in a dream scenario, want to bring over to fight who in AEW? Well, I think that this person, I mean, there the list is long, okay? Because right. you look at somebody that everybody was talking about this weekend. It was Jay White. Jay White was mm -hmm. the guy that, you know, he, he's been going out there. He's been doing such impressive in-ring work, impressive character work. And everybody was talking about that promo that he recently cut. And it's little yep. things that he does that I think would transfer very well over into, you know, what things you would be seeing in AEW or even have be a WWE. But speaking obviously specifically for AEW I think Jay White would be one of those persons he would be an awesome person to work with Hangman Page because I think Hangman Page you know he's already has you know the baby face characteristics and all of that but I really do think that Hangman Page could be one of the top baby faces in AEW uh, you know right now their real top baby face is John Moxley so they do need another one so if you can imagine maybe like a Hangman Page versus uh, working with a Jay White that would be awesome uh, obviously, everybody would love to see Kota Ibushi, but we know that he also has this lifetime deal with New Japan, so who knows if that's even possible. But I would say my main one is definitely Jay White. Now, Denise Salcedo from InstinctCulture.com, I happened to just discover you uh, a few weeks ago on YouTube. You were doing a reaction to TLC, the last WWE pay-per-view of the year. So I got to ask you, uh, do you think that WWE in 2021 should end more pay-per-views like they did last month with a public murder by arson? 
Probably not. Probably not. Look, that was a hit or miss. Some people really enjoyed it. Some people did not. I saw it more as I enjoyed the production aspect of it because I thought it was pretty cool with something pretty cool that they were able to pull off. But in terms of it being something where it's not necessarily for an age demographic of, you know, an older audience who prefers things that are more mature, more type of mature content. So we love mature content here. (laughs) exactly so i think that is you know it really depends on how they do it or they should end pay-per-views like that because that was sort of controversial not everybody liked that okay denise old man rant here okay i don't know how old you are but i'm 40 years old brandon brandon acts like i'm 80 okay 75 but listen here (laughs) listen here i think the, the, the thing of wrestling the art form of wrestling is that it's supposed to feel real. You're supposed to feel like you're watching a real sports league, okay? And it's kind of hard to like feel like you're watching a real sports league in competition when you see a guy, when you see Randy Orton murder and set on fire his opponent. And by the way, nobody in the arena, none, none of the other wrestlers or any of the officials seem concerned that a murder was about to take place at TLC. So maybe, is that just an old man thing? What do you think, Pledger? Am I just being a cranky old wrestling fan here? No, you're not, and I will tell you why. (laughs) I will tell you why, because when I I was growing up, if you guys remember that, you know, infamous scene when Kane set JR on fire, you know, I was very young for that, and I I was so upset about it, you know? I was honestly so upset about it. I couldn't believe that, you know, as a kid, I thought that this was real, okay, so keep that in mind, but I couldn't believe that the cameramen weren't helping Jim Ross. I couldn't believe that nobody was helping out, like the commentators. So as a kid watching this, I thought, oh my God, if I were there, I would have done something. So now I'm sure there's probably some other kids that were out there watching this thinking that were just as gullible as I was back in the day, thinking, why is nobody helping this man out? Like, as bad as he may be or as creepy as he may be, he's being set on fire here. No, I mean, I I completely understand where Dan's coming from. So to Dan's point, I'm... 24 so a complete yeah. different i'm complete... 24 everybody I, my whole life's ahead of me i'm no, not erotic is... yet oh look at me oh i don't have years and years of regret oh my I'm... child my childhood trauma hasn't come back and oh Stop i'm not it. dealing with 2020 covid trauma in destructive ways Ooh, brandon listen listen what i'm saying is you gotta take it for you gotta take it with the grain of salt right dan you've seen take it. we've seen we've seen legitimate accidents happen in ring and arresting we've seen legitimate uh you know bumps that have cost careers to end and obviously right now we're in a production phase that's all you really can do in 2020 and 2021 obviously nobody's there there's no fans there that would not work in front of an audience that's why they're doing it right now like this if you want the competitive aspect i'm sure denise would agree new japan pro wrestling AEW is definitely more your style most likely is he right denise in terms of the competitive aspect, I would even lean obviously more towards New Japan in that because yeah. it, it really is treated like a sport. And in Japan, it's it's treated like a sport. It's you know respected like you know some the here in the U.S. as serious as you take you know the NFL and stuff like that. So it's very different. I think that AEW is actually 
a little bit of a balance of both. I think that it has the very heavy elements of entertainment like you would get from WWE, but then it also has the different styles of matches and the high quality caliber of matches like New Japan. And that's not to say that WWE doesn't have that because when they want to, they can definitely execute those types of matches. And we have seen them, you know, especially in their pay-per-views, those pay-per-view shows. I know everybody usually trashes, you know, like everybody trashes raw, right? But at the same time, you go and you watch these pay-per-views and they are putting some great matches on there too. Uh, obviously, they're very different from what you're seeing on New Japan, but they are at least incorporating that too. So I almost feel that AEW is a cross between both New Japan and WWE. Yeah, and I know, Dan, sometimes you don't get a chance to watch New Japan, as do I. I mean, most times me and you, besides Wrestle Kingdom, me and you kind of you know, sprinkle it in here and there. But what I do like that they do do very well is they really uh, lean into the competitive aspect with like post-match interviews and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think that really helps to make it feel more competitive than just production on a TV. I agree. Now, we only have a couple more minutes here with Denise Salcedo from InstinctCulture.com. Denise, we're going to put you on the spot right now. And we're going to ask you a question. Oh, no. And you, you have to, you have to, st- you have to keep this answer. You cannot change it. You cannot alter your answer in any way for the next three weeks. Okay. Who, Denise, is going to win the WWE Royal Rumble? One answer, one answer only. And you have to sign that in blood. Daniel Bryan. Oh, dear. Okay. So I'm going to have to probably go with, I'm going to go with a dream scenario. So the here Mountie. we go. My dream pick. No, no. <laughs> My dream pick. Here we go. Barry it's Horowitz. It's going to be Damien Priest. I feel like he would be the guy that I would love to see win the Royal Rumble. I know it's out there. It's outrageous or maybe not out- outrageous, whatever. The point is that's who I would pick. Brandon, who do you think is going to win the Royal Rumble? If the, the speculations, right, if, if the dirt sheets are right, Dan, Daniel Bryan seems to be getting some favoritism. However, I would like Keith Lee to become the Royal Rumble champion. Keith Lee. Okay. Denise says Damien Priest. Brandon says Keith Lee. Pledger, have any idea? Make up a name. Uh, no, no, no guess. Here's what I want to <laughs> see. Like, I'd like to not let them. There you go. There you go. Keep expectations low. Here's what I want to see. This is the only thing I want to hear uh, see out of 2021. I don't care if the world goes to hell. I don't care if COVID gets worse. The only thing I want to see at Royal Rumble at the end of the month, number 30, I want to hear, and then I want to hear, if you smell, oh my God, and I want geez. The Rock to be the winner, and I want The Rock to challenge his cousin, Roman Reigns. That would be awesome. At WrestleMania. Book it, Vince. Book it, Vince. You mean 47? Ah, that's right, pal. <laughs> you mean 47? What? The Rock. He's going to be the 47th president of the United States. Oh, oh yeah, there you go. maybe. We never know. <laughs> Well, after he wins, after he wins WrestleMania this year, wherever WrestleMania is held against Roman Reigns, that's my that's my uh, that's my call. Well, Denise, we're going to hold you to that. Uh, so you say Damian Priest, right now? If I see you on your channel, if I see you at InstinctCulture.com, naming anyone else as the you winner of World Rumble, out. you can call gonna, me. We're going to call you out. Well, it was definitely fun talking to you. We got to bring you on again sometime. Uh, InstinctCulture.com. Where else can we find you online, Denise? youtube.com slash denise salcedo that's where you can find all of my video content interviews you know pay-per-view recaps you name it it's on there and twitter and instagram at underscore denise salcedo all right denise thank you so much for joining us tonight on thank espn you. san antonio down for the count
Have a great Thank night. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That was fun, Brandon. Wow. That was awesome. She's was too great. nice to talk to us. Yeah, I agree. I think I she felt like I let my I, neurosis kind of get in the the interview. You know, Dan, I think, you know, you're already full, almost full beard days are here now. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, a, new, it's a new savage Dan Cialana. So I was nervous, but it <clears> went very well. It went very well. And uh, yeah, man, I think one thing that I, I, I really enjoyed is we do not talk enough New Japan, to be honest. You're right. I think it really gets slept on. And if you're a, a diehard fan, you probably know about it. If you're a regular listener, you're probably not. However, I think new japan pro wrestling would make people who normally would not be wrestling fans fans of the sport just because of how they present it by the way brandon if you watch new japan if you watch wrestle kingdom uh at the tokyo dome they had fans like not a full not a full house of fans but they had a lot of fans there so they actually yeah. had people in attendance it was really strange they were like standing very still and the english commentator said that the instructions were given for them the fans could wear a mask, and they weren't allowed to cheer. They were allowed to just clap, politely clap, and stomp. Now, that works in a country like Japan because they're good people over there. If they right. tried that here, they said, okay, we can... We, they said, hey, guys, you guys, we can have wrestling at the, at the Astrodome. Or not the Astrodome. What the hell is that? The that, Alamo that Dome? Gross the Alamo Dome? The Alamo Dome. That NRG dump, Stadium? Whatever the hell that dump is over... The Astrodome, pleasurely said. Yeah, all right. You know, anyway, so I mean... They, 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 Toyota Center? <laughs> Toyota Center, whatever. Like if they told our fan, okay, you can you can have wrestling back, but you got you got to stay silent. You can clap, you can stop, and wear a mask. There'd be one a hill in the back, and be like, I ain't wearing my mask. They told me at Home Depot I couldn't wear my mask. I, here, I got freedom, you know, and it ruins everything. So Japan's yeah. a better country. That's the that's the story. That's, that's the bottom line. However, right. however, Dan, before we get out of here, also Royal Rumble, no yes. fan, zero surprise there. Oh. Um, that came out. So with that, I know for me, I don't know about you, Dan. Uh, the Tokyo Dome, Wrestle Kingdom is on my bucket list before I die. However, you have a six star match there, right? Six stars yeah, in the Tokyo Dome. You can hang out with Dave Meltzer. It's on my bucket list before I die, but with COVID picking up, be and soon. With going crazy. Who knows? Time's running knows? out. Time's running out. However, we got more time all with specks of us. dust. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> We got more time coming up, though, here on ESPN San Antonio. Does. Keep it locked. 94.5 FM, 12.50 AM, and on the go at ESPNSA.com slash wrestling. Jimmy Hart next. Ring. Ring. Hello. Hello. Hey, it's Cindy in. <laughs> no, who is this? What do you mean, who is this? This is Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the South. Where is she? She's going to the Rick Springfield concert. Rick Springfield. It is down for the counts. Your ESPN San Antonio Wrestling Show. I'm Dangerous Dan Cialani here with my tag team partner, Brandon Big Poppy Medina, Jane Pleasure in the gorilla position, getting down. You're you're missing a lot if you're not on Facebook right now. Facebook, ESPN San Antonio. He's got moves. Oh, he got a turn going on here. Oh my God. Whoa. It was worth coming in studio to see this in person, Brandon. It really was. Risk Honestly, I'm enjoying. I'm, I'm enjoying it from the uh, comfortable, safe space of my home because it looked a little wild over there. It looked a little, little scary. All right. Scary. Well, Brandon. Speaking of wild, last Monday. Now, if you follow the ESPN San Antonio Facebook page and the Down for the Count Facebook page and Twitter and all the other stuff like there, you would have seen. You would have heard this. You would have seen. I had a very special interview on Monday yes, with Jimmy Hart. It was great. He uh, came on to promote. Uh, Monday Night Raw, they're doing special Legends Night. So here's my talk on Monday with Jimmy Hart. Jimmy, thanks for joining me today. 
Good morning, Dan. Let me ask you this. Did you have your Whataburger this morning? <laughs> I did not. You know, I'm actually vegan now. <laughs> don't tell anybody. I don't know if you're allowed to be vegan in Texas, but uh, <laughs> if I was not vegan, I would definitely have my Whataburger, my Taco Cabana. Yeah, You know your stuff, man. You, Jimmy Hart, you've been to Texas many times. Texas? <laughs> Oh, you know, you know what? I eat a lot of vegetables too. I hardly ever eat a, a, a steak. If I do, it's got to be well, 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 well done, burnt. But every time we come to Texas, let me tell you, it's always water burger. I love those things. Absolutely. Now, now, Jimmy Hart. Now, I know you're a nice guy. You're very friendly. You're very youthful. Beside, you know, you just turned seventy-seven. Oh my God, uh, you're still very youthful. But well, you, yes, go ahead. You got it right. Everybody, uh, somebody, somebody on the internet goes, Jimmy Hart. I'm, I was married to somebody named Marsha, which was wrong. He's 78 years old, which was wrong. I mean, they had a uh, – thank you for getting it right. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're a nice guy, but I have to say I, I have a bone to pick with you. From okay. some childhood wrestling trauma from the 1980s. Actually, 1990, I believe it was. I'm listening. You were involved – oh, my God. On the Brother Love Show, Jimmy, you were involved in setting up Hulk Hogan – to be destroyed and put out of action by the Canadian earthquake, earthquake. the late John Tenta. Uh, bring us back to that moment on the Brother Love Show. Did you know that this this segment would be such a huge kind of significant point in the career and the story of Hulk Hogan? Well, can you believe this? i got to be the worst manager in the history of wrestling. I used to manage the Hart Foundation. I they had the championship belts. I turned on them to manage the Nasty Boys, right? I managed, I managed Hulk Hogan who had the championship belt down at WCW. I turned on him to manage the big show, okay? Why, I, something's wrong with me. I need I need help. I've always ha have the champions to turn on the champions to manage somebody else to try to be the champions. But, uh, you know, what a great night that was. You know, we went out, and I didn't realize the interview was that long, but it was all ad-lib. Nothing was scripted. They didn't say, Jimmy Hart, say this, 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 and this. I just went out and winged it just the same way we always did back then, but it was a great moment. Matter of fact, I was at Hulk's Beach Shop. Hulk's had a big beach shop here and a brand-new bar called Hulk Hogan's uh, Hangout that just opened up. But I was at his beach shop this past summer, and I was watching some of the some of the tapes that he has running in the show while people were coming in and buying the merchandise. And I got to see that whole segment, and I went, my gosh, did that segment last a long I think we shot that in Philadelphia, too, at the Spectrum. Because uh, we did some of our live shows from there. But uh, uh, what a great segment that turned out good, you know. It turned out great for Hook. It turned out great for me and Earthquake. Because back in our era, we always worked on percentages of the houses. You know, there's no guarantee back then. And everybody wanted to be on a Hulk Hogan card, especially main event, because they were always sell out and you made the most money. So it was kind of be good. It was kind of a good thing, bad thing. I had to turn against my good friend Hook. But on the other hand, we made some money by doing it. So it was great. Well, that's part of being a heel. And, uh, you know, when we think about the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, you got to think about the music connection and the music that you brought into WWE. And one of my favorite Jimmy Hart musical memories is WrestleMania six when you accompanied Rhythm and Blues, Honky Tonk Man, and Greg the Hammer Valentine out to the ring to debut, a live debut of Hunka Hunka Honky Love. So tell us how this song, Hunka Hunka Honky Love, uh, kind of came about. And uh, I know it seemed like Honky Tonk Man was you know, kind of uh, happy about it. But I'm not sure about Greg Valentine. But t So tell us about this hunk of hunk of honky love. Well, Greg was upset because we had to dye his hair black. You know what I mean? <laughs> he didn't want black hair. He was always a blonde. Funny story on Greg. The first time we dyed his hair, he didn't tell his wife he was dyeing his hair. When we flew back uh, from the from the trip, uh, we came back to Tampa. And so I get, I'm waiting to get my bags, and Greg uh, just had a little check on bags. So he went out and waited for his wife to pick him up. 
So about 10 minutes later, I come out, and Greg's still standing there. He goes, where's my wife? She keeps circling. She, I keep telling her, I'm standing right here by this Delta sign. I'm right here. I'm right here. She kept going by. She didn't recognize him because he had black hair. She was looking for her husband who had blonde hair. So that was kind of crazy back in the day on that thing. But uh, but we had a great time, great run back then. We did a lot of good stuff. We had a hunk of hunk of hunk of love, hunky dog baby. And uh, we had... Uh, uh, the Honky Tonk Man song, but uh, we had a great time doing those material. We'd go in the studio and cut everything. Honky would sing it, and, and Greg would be there to cheer us on, of course, because he didn't really play guitar. But uh, it was just, it, you know, back then it seemed like there were more characters, you know. Everybody was dressed a little bit more into the character they had, you know. Honky would have the Elvis outfit on, and me and Wayne, being from Memphis, of course, and me got to meet Elvis twice back in my lifetime, which was a thrill for me, one of my greatest memories. And I was managed by a guy named uh, George Klein, and, and uh, who was one of Elvis's best friends. So we had access to to do a lot of stuff at Sun Studio and go by Graceland and, and do a lot of those for our videos. So it really helped us out. Now, Jimmy Hart, uh, maybe not a great uh, music memory would be uh, the Slammy Awards back in the in the 80s. There's an infamous recording of uh, your old boss, Vince McMahon, dancing and singing to stand back and there's there's a great shot in that video of you covering your ears as if you've heard the biggest musical monstrosity of all time so i don't want to get you in trouble because i know you'll probably run into vince tonight but how would you rate vince mcmahon's live stand back performance you know can i be honest with you his performance on everything he's ever done has been a home run and i'm not just saying that because of being with wwe all these years but he's if it wasn't for him there, no wrestling company out there would be in business, and I'm just being truthful because, you know, I don't think he's listening to the radio right now. I think he's flying in from New York on a private jet. But uh, like I said, everybody should be very, very grateful because for the homes that we've been able to have or the cars we've been able to drive or put our kids through college or, or have the nice things in life, everybody from every territory, if it wasn't for his dream many, many, many years ago, uh, with WrestleMania one, putting everything he's got, borrowing money, um, putting his house up, doing everything he can to scrape enough money together to have this one show that everybody tried to talk him out of. But that's what's really kept wrestling going all these years, you know. And so uh, we've always been grateful. I think uh, if I had to do over, I definitely wouldn't put my hands over my ears, so in case he would see it. But uh, but that was just so much fun back then. The Slammy Awards were all about music. Uh, uh, the Royal Rumble, the Star Cape, the Royal Rumble will be coming up this next month too. So, uh, I just, you know, like I said before, to be part of this Legends House tonight with Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair and not Legends House, excuse me, I'm Legends House, near, 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 near. Uh, man, I'm showing my age right now. I've got dementia, but, uh, but Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, uh, the big show, Sergeant Slaughter, Teddy Long, Ron Simmons, IRS, Tori Wilson, just to mention a few, a lot of big surprises. You know, it comes on Raw, of course, at eight o'clock tonight. And, uh, it's just going to be a great, great night. You know, it's hard to kill a memory. Now, we just got a minute left here with uh, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. I got to ask you, you, you put back in the 80s on the wrestling album, you put Rick Springfield on blast. Have you squashed your beef with Rick Springfield? Well, you know what? I got to meet him a few years, well, many years ago back in Las Vegas after a show, which I bought a ticket for, by the way, and for a few minutes. But uh, he had heard about the song. He had loved the song. The president of his fan club was a big uh, fan club of Jimmy Hart in wrestling. So, to hear whatever kind of work everything out so uh he liked the song by the way i put him over i put him over in the dr drake series i put him over with jesse's girl so maybe he's got jesse's girl by now who knows absolutely well jimmy hart as a wrestling fan lifetime wrestling fan it's been an absolute honor to talk to you we're looking forward to seeing you tonight on the legends nights monday night raw tonight usa network eight o'clock 
Eastern, 7 o'clock Central. Jimmy Hart, thank you so much for joining us on ESPN San Antonio. We love you guys. I'm bringing the megaphone tonight. Thank you. Brandon, now that was a dream come true for me as, as a wrestling fan who grew up in the 1980s watching wrestling. Jimmy Hart, I mean, my God, just the... I know I complain about radio a lot because it sucks, but if I wasn't for radio and ESPN San Antonio, like in this show, like legit, I would not have the chance to talk to these people, like the people, the wrestler, the, the wrestling stars I look up to when I was a kid. So Jimmy Mouth of the South Hart, I got to talk to him on Monday and... I don't know. I was fan. I try to keep a professional brand in, but I think I was fanboying just a little bit. I had a little fan service there. Right. You sounded fine. If it's not Charlotte Flair, if it's not Sasha Banks, if it's not Melina, if it's not this, these, oh these overly attractive women, uh, I think you sound you sound pretty good. You sound Thunder you sound fine. I tell you what, Thunder Rosa. <laughs> Thunder Rosa. Okay. Is clown on you now. Bye. Come on now. Come on. We've now. only had but, her on the show eight times. What are you trying to say? <laughs> but. Honestly, that was a great interview, man. Thank obviously, you. he's Holy a legend. I know, I know you said, uh, obviously, Dan, you know, you grew up watching him in the 80s when you were like 50 already. That's awesome. Yes. Um, so, I mean, obviously, huge part of your adulthood. Yeah, um, my, my late I, 30s. I, yeah, I definitely think Jimmy Hart uh, enjoyed the conversation, though. And what a guy. He seems such like a fun-loving dude that you could really just hang out with, have a drink. I don't like that he doesn't like his steaks medium rare or medium well. He likes a well, well done. That right. kind of threw me off a little bit. Uh, however, you know, nothing but respect for the legend himself. And I'll tell you what, a little bit behind the scenes here. I don't know if this is professional or not. Uh, I was the last interview with Jimmy Hart that day. He was doing, like, interview, you know, hits. I was the last, of, last interview after talking to other radio stations for two hours. Wow. So, and he was still that chipper and that friendly. So I really appreciate that. Jimmy Hart, I love you. What a guy. And Dan Cialana, I love you. You know what I'm saying? So with that, let's come, back. Let's, come, <laughs> let's come back, put a bow on this show. This is Down for the Count, yeah. your premier wrestling show on 94.5 FM, 1250 AM, and on the go at ESPNSA.com slash wrestling. Do you remember what that was from, Brandon? That was way, way, way back. Back in the day. That was today in wrestling history, 2002. January 7th, 2002. Triple H returned after a career-threatening quad injury, and he got one of the biggest ovations we've ever heard in Madison Square Garden. And uh, here's some useless trivia, Brandon. I was there the night a few months earlier in San Jose, California for Monday Night Raw when Triple H tore his quad. I was there live in person and I didn't really notice. I just kind of thought it was part of the show, but my friend that I was with, he's like, man, he's really hurt. And so, yeah, that was a, a scary moment for Triple H, a infamous injury. And I remember hearing Triple H in an interview saying that his biggest fear returning to Madison Square Garden, returning to action after being gone so long was that he would go out there and the crowd wouldn't care. And as we just heard though, Brandon, the crowd did care. And he had one of the biggest pops that's ever we've ever heard for wrestling uh, in Madison Square Garden. So Triple H, the king. The king 
of kings. Well, I feel a little weird about that saying that. Yeah, absolutely. However, um, even a crappy Catholic like me doesn't want to call someone else king of kings. Do you do you think we don't give Triple H enough credit for the amount of? I don't know. I guess just the water. How much you supported the water, the bottled water industry? Yeah. But I'm saying not only as a career but as it. a creative as a creative person and career dan do we not give him enough credit for how incredible he's been for the sport i want more credit uh, for other things i've done uh. no really I, you, you don't remember this brandon because uh, back in the day the early wrestling internet back in the 2000s era everybody hated triple h like on the all, it was like he was kind of like the john cena of the internet kind of like oh everybody just like oh i hate triple h and that kind of that Sting kind of never went away for Triple H. Maybe he's not as great as some people say he is, but Triple H is an integral part of wrestling, a huge part of wrestling. Uh, Hall of Famer definitely deserves it. And just, yeah, an amazing talent. And I think a lot of people hate him for no reason. And Triple H, you you can't hate, you can't be a fan of NXT and hate Triple H because Triple H is the one who kind of like hit that. NXT was like his baby. And once Vince McMahon finally uh, is out of the picture, that sounded scary. <laughs> once Vince McMahon's <laughs> out of the picture, Damn. Like, but you know, once he retires or otherwise is out of WWE, Triple H and, <laughs> and Stephanie will probably. I'm not making a threat here, okay? I'm just saying everybody Someone's dies. Gonna get whacked. Okay. Someone's getting whacked. I'm not trying to say. <laughs> Sounds like you're about to take out an app for a hit, man. I tell you what, man. Maybe Vern Gagne is about finally gonna take him out after all these years. Yeah. He was waiting. And like, wouldn't it be a shame for Vince McMahon? Hey, to... Nice company, nice wrestling company got here. It'd be a shame if something bad happened to it, huh? No, yeah, Vince McMahon. Exactly. Once he's gone, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon are gonna take over. Triple H has a great uh, talent, great mind for the business, and he's a he's a he seems like a good guy. Good guy. Yeah, absolutely. Not only that, Dan. Uh, I mean, when you when you look at things from a a overall aspect like you said nxt has created the wwe we know today without nxt there is there's there's no finn balor there's no kevin owens seth rollins roman reigns you know i'm sure they'd be there but it would have took them a lot longer to get to where they are um so nothing but respect for him however dan let's talk about current wrestling as it stands before we get out of here the royal rumble is coming up dan yeah I know you hate Survivor Series. You do not care for at all for it. But I don't acknowledge Survivor Series. With the Royal Rumble, is this for people listening, for people saying, what the hell is a Royal Rumble? Or maybe they forgot about how much wrestling meant to them as a kid or whatever the case. Maybe they want to get back into it. Yeah. Is this the solidified event people should have watched this month to get them back into wrestling or whatever the case may be. I mean, obviously, you're not doing much anyways. There's a pandemic happening. But is this the must-see event of the year over WrestleMania? Yeah, I'd say next to WrestleMania in terms of wrestling events, Royal Rumble is one you got, you got to watch. And Royal Rumble is cool because even if you're not really big into wrestling, the whole gimmick of a 30-man over-the-top rope battle royal, it's fun to watch. It's really easy to understand. It's exciting. It's, it's a lot of surprises. It's definitely fun. It's my second favorite pay-per-view to WrestleMania. It is my number one. So I've been to Royal Rumble three times. Uh, it is my number one wow. favorite pay-per-view. Uh, I think it is 100% the epitome of the sport with the entertainment. Um, I think it, it, it matches everything. And truly, if you're listening right now, 
WrestleMania, you have to be you have to be a fan to really enjoy the payoff, right, Dan? Yeah, you you're not gonna to watch be... for seven hours if you're a casual fan. Right. And also, I mean, if you're a fan, this is this is what turns people fans. Three years ago, I took two of my cousins to a Royal Rumble when it when it came here in twenty sixteen or not three years, five years ago, whatever the game. Yeah. Uh whenever it was here, I took them. And since then, Dan, hand of the Bible, they have been diehard fans. One who went to WrestleMania in New Orleans with me. I mean they have not stopped watching. Even because, though Randy Orton won that Royal Rumble right, in San Antonio. But, but not only that, you had AJ Styles and John Cena match of the year that year. Right. And I, was in the, people, I was in the line for uh, pork chops. Oh, God. This guy. No, but that, man, that, that food at that place sucks. That dome. <laughs> I, missed the, I missed the entire. Okay. Was it on a stick? It was on a stick. I waited an hour because that's all they had was a pork chop, pork chop on a stick back when I used to eat meat, and I missed the entire the entire so world championship match of John Cena versus AJ Styles. I think you hit on it. That's why I don't eat meat because right, I had that Royal Rumble trauma at at the freaking what's that damn dome called? Alamo. Alamo, Alamo dome. dome. See, I'm trying Jeez. to say we got one sucks. minute. And I want a prediction from each of you because there's always surprises during the Rumble Ro yeah. Royal Rumble. Yeah. Who's your surprise this week? The Rock. Okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go ahead and say Triple H himself. Mm. Triple H making an appearance, throw a couple people out. I think that'd be great. If The Rock comes out, Dan, I promise you, I will come on this show. The internet will melt. Yeah, I will come on the show and bow down to your prediction. I don't think it happens. If it does, mm. it'd be I don't think The Rock Number needs 30. the Rumble. He doesn't need the Rumble, over. but I need The Rock. But again, Sounds if weird. you are not a fan, if you never <laughs> watch wrestling, if you forgot about it. Royal Rumble. When is it happening again? Is it the end of this month, right? Uh, I think it's January 31st, the last Sunday oh. of January. Hey, there you go. Up, oh, yeah. There we go. Absolutely. Thank first, you guys first for First up us. the ass of the year. Yeah, there we go. Wow. There we go. We have so many more. It's the count my last Tuesday night. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Come on now. <laughs> but it's too far thank for you so me. much for listening. Uh, go follow the show at DFTC Podcast. I'm Brandon. That's Dan. <laughs> And that's the bottom line, because down for the count. Said so. Said so. Follow down for the count on Twitter at DFTC Podcast.